This is the No More Wasted Days podcast, and we're your hosts, Sarah Kaufman Bradstreet and Heather PG. Grab your favorite NA drink and listen as we share vulnerable stories so you never feel alone on your alcohol-free journey. And gain insights from us as we break down our most used tips and strategies that have kept us alcohol-free. It's time to break free from wasting any more of your days to the drinking blackout hangover cycle. Welcome to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah. I'm Heather. And we are super excited about the topic today. We're getting to the end of 2023. And if you're anything like me, this is a time of year where you start thinking about your goals for the next year. And I am huge on setting goals. I'm all about the vision board. I'm all about what things can I make happen in this next year. Are you similar, Heather? I am. My word for 2023 was growth. So I've been thinking about what my new year word will be for 2024. So I'm, I'm pumped about this topic for sure. Oh, good. I was thinking about my word too. Last year, I didn't have a word. I couldn't decide on one. So I was like, no word. I was like, well, that's weird. But I think that I just wanted it to be progress, which had been the word the year before. And I was a little disappointed. But I was like, oh, I'm still in progress mode. But I have some brewing, so I'll be sure to let everybody know. You guys will have to let us know if you do a word for the year or not. I always love hearing those. You can always hop into our socials, which we have no more wasted days.pod on Instagram, or you can head over and follow either me or Heather or both of us at I'm at no underscore more underscore wasted underscore days. And Heather is at according to HPG. So you can go tell yeah. us if you have a word for this year. Just Come message us. We would love that. I love to meet new people through my DMs. So before we really dive into the meat of the call, I want to let everybody know that enrollment is open to my Try January 30-Day Alcohol-Free Challenge. This year, we're going to be helping you start the new year with a new mindset and help you really unlock your true potential in 30 days when you ditch alcohol. When you do a challenge like this with me, you get 30 daily videos, 30 daily emails, and a workbook that will help you be guided through those daily videos and a journal that helps you reset your mindset and start seeing yourself as a non-drinker. And lastly, there's an online community where you can comment below each video and interact with the other members. Heather actually started her alcohol-free journey with one of my 30-day challenges. I did. One of the best decisions I've ever made. At first, I was like, I think I can do this. And maybe a week or two in, I was like, okay, I think I can do this and I need community support. And I found your videos to be so helpful and I could watch them whenever I needed to watch them a couple times. And then when I joined at the Daymakers community and got the confidence up to share on the calls, it was truly life-changing. So yeah, come on Heather's and join been, us, y'all. Yeah, definitely. And Heather's on our calls too. So it's just a great place to meet with us and get to know other people who are on the exact same journey as you, because I know that that was something I felt like I was all alone. So we'll put the link into the comments for that and check it out and be sure to ask us any questions. You can hop into either one of our social media accounts and just say, hey, tell me more about this challenge. We're an open book with it. So we hope to see you there. We have two activities that we can do with you guys. But before we go into that, I just want to set up why this topic? Why is this something that goes with being alcohol-free? And for me, really early on in my alcohol-free journey, probably just in those first 30 days, I had a huge mindset shift. 
this time, this time that I tried to quit drinking and it finally stuck, it was that mindset shift. And I always tell people that that's the secret. When they're like, what's the secret? I'm like, you have to change it up here. And then everything else starts falling into place. And the mindset shift was that I started to see life without alcohol as a huge positive, as just this huge blessing into my life. And it made everything so much easier. Before, when I had tried to quit drinking, I looked at it as a punishment. I kept thinking, oh, I'm missing out on things. This isn't very fun. Oh, this is boring. I think those are things that's kind of fear keeping us back in the old ways. Because even if we're stuck in an uncomfortable cycle, it's what our mind knows. So oftentimes it wants to stay there. But I started making this shift. And every single day I would see more things that I was just loving in my life. Life without hangovers. Love that. Still totally love that. And I was finally doing an early morning wake up routine, which is something I had always tried to do in my alcohol life. And it just never stuck. And I was so excited that it was finally sticking. Probably after the initial week, I could be wrong on that. It may have taken about two weeks. I had so much more energy. And I'm already a really high energy person. I know that's hard to imagine. <laughs> but all of a sudden I had more energy. And I was like, are you kidding me? I, had, I just didn't even think that was possible. And I felt so alive. People say it's like life in HD. And that is so true. Is that kind of what happened with you this time? Because I know both of us had been trying to change our relationship with alcohol or quit altogether, and it hadn't stuck until this time around. Yeah, I felt like this time the mindset out of deprivation into abundance, it was hard and it still is at times. And like you said, that mindset shift, I think, was key along with community and other things that we've talked about. But yeah, I felt like I was learning life from a brand new perspective, which I was. And mm -hmm. it was like everything, like you said, was on HD or in HD. Things were brand new. I remember starting to get a little more energy probably around week three and stepping into more hopeful getting really curious about self-discovery. Yeah, which we've actually talked about on, I believe it'll be two episodes back from when we put this one out. It might be three, but you guys can go look in our Counting Days episode all about the breakdown of what happens at different days. And you kind of see that all of a sudden you get into this really cool place after those first two weeks. And that's a lot of times when people start going, oh, this is a lot better. That's why I always tell people, keep going. It just yeah. gets better. And like Heather says, it's not always easy to be in this mindset of abundance. I don't want people to think I walk around just being the happiest person in the world. I often walk around telling myself my current situation is not my final destination. My current situation is not my final destination. Like that's my mantra these days. <laughs> when I first quit drinking, my mantra was drinking won't help this. It will only hurt this. When I was stuck in those times where I was like, oh, I'm so stressed. I just want to drink. Drinking will not help this. It will only hurt this. So grab some mantras and don't think that this comes easily to Heather and I. It's just that we choose to work on it. And yeah. it's simple work, isn't it? Yeah. It's just kind yeah. of, it's that consistency piece that I think people go, okay, well, I did the work for like, you know, 30 days and now I don't need to do the work anymore. And that's not true. <laughs> it's no. consistent work over time. Yeah. So when I started seeing this mindset shift, I could finally see that without alcohol, 
I had a second chance to be whoever I wanted to be. And I was giving myself this chance to reinvent myself. And I always tell people, we don't get that chance a lot as adults. There's just not huge moments where you can go, oh my gosh, everything is new. I can do this differently this time. And it was this huge enlightening thing for me. And I hope that if you're new to your alcohol-free journey and you're not feeling that yet, you can do some of these activities and maybe it'll start helping you see these things. So are we ready to dive into our activities? Let's do it. All right. I did this one with Heather. She was brand new to our community. So it was, gosh, almost three years ago. And I call it U2.0. And I said it on another podcast already, but I quit drinking in May and summer was coming and I was a teacher and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be hard. This is going to be super hard to have my summer off and I'm not drinking because that was the time that I normally drank. And I called myself Summer Sarah at that point. And I was like, when Summer Sarah came along, she was drinking. She didn't care if she had hangovers because she didn't have anywhere to go the next day. So Summer Sarah was always in effect. Right when that last bell went out, I was like, here we are. Hand me the champagne to celebrate and let's keep this party going. And I told my husband, I'm really nervous about this. And he was like, what if it's Summer Sarah 2.0? And I was like, oh, I like that. And I was like, what if this is better? So I really set myself up for this idea of I'm going to have Summer Sarah 2.0. And now I just get to have Sarah 2.0 all the time. But if you are heading into a moment where you're like, I hope this is good. Think about it. You get to be you 2.0. So the first thing you get to do when you do this is you're just going to brain dump all of the ways that alcohol has gotten in your way of hitting goals. You're just going to sit down on a piece of paper and sit down on a piece of paper, sit down with a piece of paper <laughs> and just give yourself like 10 minutes. And oftentimes when we do free writing activities, we think I don't have anything else to write. I'm like I'm, I'm done. Push through that keep writing down more things. Some of mine that I wrote down way back in the day when I quit drinking wasn't that far. That wasn't that long ago, but it feels like a lifetime ago. But so four and a half years ago, I was writing down things like I had become a lazy teacher. I was never prepared for my teacher day. I was always repeating lessons that I knew really well. And I was just frantic. I was just kind of a hot mess as a teacher. And I felt like everyone was on to me. It was just this terrible feeling thinking, everybody knows. Everybody knows I'm half-assing this. I'm never prepared. I'm doing the same lessons over and over. You should put a lot of heart into your job, but I wasn't. I just wasn't at that point. My drinking was killing my online health and fitness business. I was, like we've discussed before, I was part of an MLM and it was revolved around health and fitness. I was drinking all the time, so I was eating healthy but I was overweight because I was consuming so much alcohol. So I was super bloated. I slept in all the time through my workouts. And then I wouldn't want to do them in the evening because I just wanted to drink to get my hangover away. And it was just kind of a disaster right there. I dodged social events. I told myself that I had social anxiety, but that really wasn't the truth. I mean, I see Heather laughing because I know she did that too. I'd have yummy dinners planned for my family. I'd have all my meal plan written out. I wouldn't do them because I'd get drunk and I'd think, I don't want to cook for everybody. Forget that. We'll order pizza. And uh, there were so many times where food went bad. And I kept saying I wanted to quit teaching and work full time from home. But my drinking just had me so low energy that I couldn't go after any of the goals. I could go on and on and on. Heather, do you want to add to those at all? Some of the things that you know alcohol was holding you back from? Oh, gosh, yeah. 
I mean, so just, many, just so many, like from the start of my day, waking up hungover, low energy to, like you said, about not giving your job your all to right down to letting the food go bad from just not eating it, cause no longer having an appetite because I've gotten a buzz or just be like, I don't want to cook that. Let's just have DoorDash, bring it to the house. I resonate with everything you said. And I'm not a big workout person. I'm trying though. But yeah, at the end of the day, I was ready to drink. I wasn't ready to work out, you know. Yeah, so. there's no energy for that when you're just wearing down your system so much. So sit down, write down some of those things. These things are good to have on hand. So when a craving hits, you can go read them and you can kind of go, oh, this one drink is not going to be worth it. Because I think when we can see this compiled list, it might make us feel bad in the moment when we're writing it. But it's a really handy resource to come back to. Yeah. I worked from so, home forever, for years. And when I first quit drinking, I put a list of similarly what we just talked about on a big post-it note that I could see from my desk at home that helped me stay focused toward the witching hour. Yeah. I think it's so important. And even it's kind of interesting because I'm coming up on a weekend with my husband is going out of town. And those are those little moments where that voice really sneaks in and goes, nobody will know. It's not so much about alcohol anymore. Right now, it's definitely about sugar and food. And I'm like, nobody will know. And I'm like, I will know. And I have to kind of go through the rundown of, okay, this does not align with my goals right now. So it's helpful in so many different areas. You'll know. Always tell yourself that. I used to go, it doesn't matter if I know because I don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I do care. Tomorrow me cares. So yeah, I just have to think of that person in my brain. So the next thing, so you went through, you did all those negatives. You need to brain dump all of the positives. And I listed a lot of mine at the beginning. The hangover free life, getting things done around the house. I started to notice that my house not being picked up was not actually my natural tendency. It was actually a big product of being hungover or being drunk and just being able to go, oh, I don't really mind my house being like this. I did mind my house being chaotic and Getting on top of the housework was a really good feeling. So just get in there, brain dump all the positives, and just keep writing. When you think you've got them all, keep going, keep digging deeper, and then keep that as a running document. If you're a paperless person, have a Google Doc, but just have all of these things written down because you're going to start seeing that the positives are way better than those negatives. And that you can start going, okay, if I'm that person with all the positives, that's who I want to be. That's what's going to get me to my big goals. Yeah, that's that's how you get to U2.0. Exactly. So now we get to hop into my favorite part of U2.0, which I call future casting. And this is part of the 30-day alcohol-free challenge. It's just one of the many activities in there that we do. But you're going to start future casting yourself into where do you see yourself in six months? Where do you see yourself in one year? And where do you see yourself in five years? And if those feel way too overwhelming, because I know if you've never done an activity like this, you can go, I don't know where I see myself in six months surviving. <laughs> you can go back and say, okay, where do I see myself in 30 days? Where do I see myself in three months? Where do I see myself in six months? I like to do the six month, one year, five years. It makes me feel really hopeful when I start writing those down. And some things you're going to write down, you want to get as specific as you can. And sometimes this is really hard because you're kind of like, 
I don't, I don't know where I see myself, but one thing I always do to start going, okay, well, where will I see myself? Okay, how old will I be at each of those things? And that's a huge starting point for me because I can go, okay. And then I do, how old will my kids be? Because I think about what does a mom of teenagers look like? I've never been a mom of teenagers, so I don't really know, but I can guess more what it looks like. And then in five years, what does it look like when I know my kids are getting close to going off to college? So kind of start with those things as starting points, writing down your age, writing down your spouse's age if you're married, writing down how long you've been married, how long you've been with your partner. Those little things, I think, really get the ball rolling for you in these. I did this not too long ago, I think at the beginning of 2023, and I did it in my journal. And I want to go back and look and go, how many things was I right on and how many things was I wrong on? Because we are building a house. So a lot of times we're guesstimating where we're going to be at that point. And I think I did say at 20, at the end of 2023, we'll be living in our house. We're not quite there yet, but we're really close. But just those little things. So start getting in there. Think about big, big goals you want for yourself. Where do you see yourself in six months? That will be in June. It'll be summertime. What do you hope for yourself at that point? Do you see yourself alcohol-free? Do you see yourself thriving in your job? Do you see yourself thinking about changing your job? Maybe you're like I was and you were already thinking about it and you're like, maybe now I can start making moves for this. Then do the same thing with that one year and think, is there traveling I want to do? Are there fun things I want to do? Do I want to start working out? Do I want to start eating healthier? Do I want to start meditating? Do I want a morning routine? Where do you see yourself in five years? That's the really fun one. That's the one where you just get to start dreaming and going, okay, in five years, I see myself sitting in our house that we built in comfortable furniture, not just random furniture we found and put in there for the time being. There won't be sawdust everywhere. It'll be beautiful. I'll be looking out my huge windows. I'll watch eagles fly by. I'll look out the window and see my ducks. I'll sip on coffee. It'll be so cozy. It'll be so wonderful. These are the places you need to be in your mind. I'll have a beautiful garden instead of a torn up property from building. My kids will be in high school and doing all these amazing things, and I'll get to be experiencing their excitement through them and just really envision what that looks like. Sit in it. And then once you've completed the list, ask yourself this, will alcohol help me get to any of those visions I have for myself faster or more easily? It won't. You are not going to answer, oh yeah, it totally will. And then start making the connection that alcohol is not doing you any favors. Alcohol is simply lowering your life vibration. It's making it harder for you to reach these goals. Even if you think it's going to get you there, it's just not. So really start asking yourself that. Heather, have yeah. you done this activity a few times now? I, I know have. you've done it at least once. I have. The first time I did it, I was in my car in my driveway at our old house. And I wrote these goals, the six-month, one-year, five-year on the back of an envelope. And I wish I still had that envelope. And I would post it on social media, but I don't. But I've done this every time we've done it in the Daymakers community. and. I like to get really specific, like you said, how old will I be? How old will my daughter be? How old will my spouse be? And just really get specific. It's one of my favorite activities that we do, for yeah. sure. 
And if you really think to yourself, okay, well, that five years seems too close, then start pushing out to 10 years. It is totally okay to be picturing yourself 10 years from now, too. Sometimes that just feels a little hard for people. So I always so scale it back at first. But if you're loving it and you want to keep it going, keep that future casting. And I think the biggest connection is always to make that alcohol is not part of any of those big dreams. Nobody's writing down, in five years, I hope I drink every day and I hope I wake up really hungover. I hope I'm full of anxiety and guilt over my drinking. We don't write right. that down. With liver and failure and that pancreatitis. Right? Like, I really hope I'm slowly killing myself still. Like, that just sounds great. No, but it's, it's not on anybody's list. <laughs> just get it in there and really be thinking about that. So we're going to head to Heather's activity after this, which can really help you solidify those goals that we were just talking about in that future that you see for yourself. But before we head into that, we are at the end of December, which means my favorite 30-day challenge is about to begin. Dry January is coming up. And you have the chance to do it with a group of people. You don't have to do it on your own. If you're interested in joining my 30-day alcohol-free challenge, you can head to the link in the show notes. If you're listening to this going, yes, I need a reset. I need to do this. This is the perfect time. And a lot of people who do the 30-day challenge go beyond and keep going and keep continuing on and hitting more alcohol-free days. So check that yeah. out if that sounds interesting to you. And I'm going to hand it over to Heather so we can hear about her Activity. And I've never yeah. heard it, you guys. I'm super excited about it. Well, it's really simple. I learned this in life coach training through Martha Beck. It's called wildly improbable goal or dreams. If you don't like the word goal, sometimes that can be intimidating. It's very similar and pairs well with you 2.0. So get out a piece of paper, take about 10 minutes and think about a goal or a dream that you have. It can be anything. There are no rules. It does not have to make sense. It doesn't even have to be attainable. You just think about something you've always wanted to do. I'll use an example. I always wanted to have a podcast. And it was something I would talk about when I was drinking. Well, that never came to fruition. And one day we were on a daymakers call and somebody mentioned, you have a nice sounding voice. You should have a podcast. So that's what I did. I launched my own podcast a year ago. So but it doesn't even have to be attainable. If you want to be a Broadway performer, just write it down. What did you want to be when you were a kid? What is something that you have never told anybody? And I encourage you to tell one person, you can tell me, tell Sarah, what your goal is or your dream is so that you've given voice to it and ask them to check in in three months and say, hey, how's that art goal going? Or I actually did this with a friend this year. I put it on my calendar and I would text her like, art goal, question mark. And just get really wild. It's wildly improbable goal or dream. And just write out, you can write out several, you can write out one, you can get really specific and think about where do you live? Where do you see this happening? Do you live in the US? Do you live in England? Get as many details, like what are your surroundings? Do you live at the beach? Do you wake up and have blue walls? And go through the start of your day all the way to the end of your day as if you are living this wildly improbable goal. It's so simple. Like I said, it pairs well with you 2.0. And it can be six months from now. Time doesn't exist if you don't want it to. It can be 10 years from now. But it really takes you from that square one thinking into square three thinking of dreaming and scheming. 
you know, one thing to ask yourself that I encourage the folks that I work with one-on-one, what would your life be like if there were all green lights and you had no interruption? What would you do? And it doesn't have to be a way to earn money. It doesn't have to be going back to school. It doesn't have to be anything traditional. If you had all green lights, what would you do? And you can use that as a, as a prompt or go back to what you wanted to be as a kid or a dream you've never told anybody. So it's really simple, but it's really powerful. And it gets us into that creative mindset and out of the deprivation mode of like, oh, I can't drink anymore. Well, maybe yeah. not, but you can do X, Y, or Z. You can start your own company. You can go back to school. You can backpack across Europe. You can. So. I love that. I Oh my gosh. I have so many that I want to write down now. And I yeah. love too that then it's like, live that day as you're either working towards that goal or as if the goal has happened. What What does your day look like? Yeah. Because I, I had just listened to another podcast. I'm a heavy podcast consumer. Being a podcast creator is brand new to me. But one podcast I was listening to, the lady said, I manifested this life that I live now. I made it happen. And one of the things she did every single day, which is really similar to what Heather was saying, she wrote down what a day in that life looked like. She wrote it down every single day and wrote it out from start to finish. And I thought, what a cool thing to do. And I thought about even myself, I was like, oh, I can picture what I eat. I can picture the clothes I want to wear. I can picture just how I feel. And even my husband was saying, he's like, what do you want to do when the house build is over? And I was like, I just want, I always say, I just want to relax, but that's not even true. He goes, well, what does that look like? Because he's like, I know you, you don't want to relax. And I was like, I kind of just want to do housework and enjoy my house that I built and like dust it and clean it and make it beautiful. And I want to cook food in it and I want to write in it and I want to meditate in it. (laughs) But it was right when he said that, I was like, I want to do all the things that I love doing, but just in that dang house. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a really fun activity to start going, what will it look like in the future? Which rings true definitely to my, my current situation. It's not my final destination. That's right. I mean, think about what, what do the sheets feel like? What do you smell? Like I said, what color are the walls? Do you have carpet? Do you not? Do you work from home? Do you get on a jet and fly to New York City? I mean, that's why it's called a wildly improbable goal. And think about does alcohol fit into that picture, like you were saying? Does that serve me in a at peace with that in this wildly improbable goal? So, yeah. And I feel like Sometimes we have these moments where we do romanticize alcohol Mm -hmm. and we'll think, oh, I'm going to travel to Italy and I'm going to drink all of the wine there and it's just going to be beautiful and wonderful. But then if you kind of go, okay, what's the reality of that look like? I'm going to travel to Italy and I'm going to drink too much wine and not enjoy myself. Like, okay, yeah, what does it really look like if I make that choice? And then I go, oh, okay. And Just a little fact out there. We just had a community member go to Italy for Mm -hmm. like a month, alcohol free, and he said he loved it. It was wonderful. So, but Italy was when he went there, I was like, that's one of the places that I've always been like, or you couldn't go to Italy if you're a non drinker. And I was like, wait a second. Yes, you can, because he just proved it to us. Yeah. (laughs) So he most certainly did. And he had a fantastic time and built much better memories, I think, and enjoyed the trip overall much more than he anticipated. 
and was pretty new yeah. into the journey too. Yeah, it really was for him. And I was, I'm so proud of him because he's just, he's kicking butt and inspiring really all of us to do the same and be like, don't be afraid of travel. Don't be afraid of holidays. Don't be afraid of what your next year looks like being alcohol free. It's probably going to look way better than you could ever imagine. It's going to be yeah. one of those wildly improbable goals. Like you'll hit yeah. it and you go, oh my God, I did it. I had an alcohol free year and it was amazing. Yeah, some of the things I've been thinking about is if we're blessed with another day, this time is going to pass regardless. And it's what we make of it, as cliche as that sounds. We can either be stuck in the drinking blackout hangover cycle, or we can be focusing on 2.0, wildly improbable goals, and the time's going to pass. So make it worth it. Yeah. And you don't get as much time as you think you do. That's always my that thing, too. I'm like, Oh, God, what if I wasted my last day with a, like a hangover day? How crappy would that be? Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, I don't want to get dark on all of you, but it is like, don't waste it. Right. And another thing, too, that rings true for me, this could be applicable to anything, but it doesn't have to be the absolute worst rock bottom dumpster fire situation to improve your life. It doesn't yeah. have to be the worst to improve. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're thinking like, well, I don't really have a problem. You don't have to have a problem to choose to feel better and look better and enjoy your food and be present and remember your life and not have crappy hangovers. It doesn't have to be horrible to to make a change for the better. Yeah, you can get out there and enjoy a life beyond your wildest dreams. Do it alcohol-free. Yeah. And it really is out there for you. I always tell people, even when they're like, eh, you know, you, maybe you should just learn to moderate and figure it out. It's just better this way. It's better yeah. not numbing myself. It's better not having a buzz. And I know that sounds, that would have sounded totally crazy to me when I was a drinker. It would have been like, no way. But if you try it and just give it a shot, you might be like, oh my gosh, they were right. Yeah. Something I've also been thinking about is the day I wake up and think, God, I wish I would have drank yesterday is probably the day I'll start drinking again. And that has not happened yeah. in 970 days. Isn't it strange how you never think that? You're never like, God, should have drank yesterday. It would have been better. Yep. All right. I think we'll probably leave you guys on that note. Yeah. Let us know this what your- This has been super fun. What your thoughts are. And don't forget to follow, subscribe, leave us a rating and a review. This helps us stay visible and push out the podcast episodes to folks that need or want to hear it, make sure you share this with a friend if this resonates. It doesn't even have to be an alcohol-free friend. It could just be someone who's wanting to revamp their life, life 2.0. Yeah. Set some amazing goals for 2024. And Heck just yeah. remember, if you are needing a community of like-minded people, the Daymakers community is always open to you guys. And if you're needing a little extra support, Heather offers one-on-one -on -one coaching, and we have a link for that in the description of this podcast as well. So be sure to check that out. Yeah, check it out. Let's do a connection call. Get you where you want to be. All, All right. right. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Thank you.